When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. An unbelievable performance yesterday and maybe one of the great things we will ever see in sports this weekend if you're a hopeful individual like me. It's Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance also on Sirius XM Channel 80. What a story Tiger Woods was yesterday. He... He was in the zone yesterday, brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. And I told you, I wish that I could say that I didn't. It was just absolutely brilliant and uh, exactly what I expected. But it wasn't, though. (laughs) And you were hating on Tiger Woods. And we told you that you were hating on Tiger Woods, but you wouldn't listen to more rational reasonable people well because it, it wasn't hating on tiger woods it, because hating on tiger woods to me is i am sitting there watching him yesterday and actively rooting against him so hold on you're rooting against wanting to be right with your take in this instance yes you were oh absolutely oh you're you're a rare, have, you're a rare breed my t- friend today i am yeah this is not often that it happens okay because i'm rooting for the story i'm rooting for what this would all mean this weekend, I'm rooting to have a weekend, to have a Sunday afternoon late that I can look back 10, 15 years from now and say, I remember where I was when I saw that. And I probably have five or six of those moments in my sports fandom history overall, even if I wasn't a fan of the particular team or player, but... That would be right up there. To, I mean, this, Chris, I mean, after the guy, we didn't think he could potentially walk again. He didn't think he could potentially walk he again. He almost lost his life in that car accident, Carlin. He was laid up in a hospital bed for three months. He didn't go home. That's how serious this injury was to his right leg. And yet we're talking about a guy 14 months after that accident playing in the Masters, the biggest stage that golf has to offer and essentially exceeding any expectation that we had for him coming into this week. He said it himself. He's a game-time decision, and it wasn't because of his game. It wasn't because of his ball striking. It was because he didn't know whether or not he'd be able to walk the course for 72 holes. That's the reality that Tiger Woods is facing when he came into the Masters this week. One under par yesterday, four back of the lead through one round. Tiger Watch. We are keeping you on Tiger Watch. 1.41, his tee-off time later today. You can catch it all on ESPN Plus beginning at 1.4. Well, it's up there right now. Tiger doesn't tee off until then. All the coverage of the Masters is going on on ESPN Plus now. And, of course, ESPN's coverage begins at 3 p.m. Let's hear from Tiger yesterday in his post-round interview with Michael Eaves of ESPN. Three birdies and two bogeys for the five-time champion. I want to ask about your round in a moment. But considering everything that's transpired over the last 14 months, how would you describe your emotions leading to that first shot on the first tee this morning? Well, I did not have a very good warm-up at all. You know, I, I hit it awful. And 
Uh, as my dad said, um, did you accomplish your task? Did you warm up? I said, yes. Now <laughs> go, go play. And that's exactly what I did. I you know, blocked it out, and I felt like, hey, I'm warm. Go play. Let's just go get it done. You know where to put it. Um, execute each shot. And, um, you know, as the round built, uh, you know, I was able to get into the red. Um, I got out of there and got to even par, uh, but, you know, made, made two stupid mistakes at eight back-to-back. Um, loss of concentration a little bit there, mm-hmm. but I fought back and, um, and for the day to end up in the red, I'm right where I need to be. With that said, what was this opening round able to tell you about your game and your body that the practice rounds couldn't? Well, th- I've been saving it. You know, that's, that's the thing. You know, I came up here as a, as a test run to see if I could, and I was able to play, as I said in a press conference, the 27 holes because we went and played the part three, content, uh, part three course. And, uh, you know, I, I felt good, you know, and the whole idea was to keep pushing but keep recovering. And, you know, that's the hard part is, you know, each and every night to recover. Um, and I've been doing that. Uh, my, my team has been incredible mm-hmm. uh, getting me ready. And I figured once adrenaline kicks in and we get fired up and I get into my, my little world, um, I should be able to handle business. So you got an afternoon tea time tomorrow. What will the next 16, 18 hours look like for you? Uh, lots of ice. Tiger Watch. Lots of ice. All right, Chris, what about the notion of the next day being the best day from being a professional athlete uh, standpoint when, or the day that really tells you kind of where you are when you're trying to figure out your health? Well, yeah, the next day is all about your ability to be able to recover. And as you get older, that gets harder. Like one of the things that you try to work yourself through in the NFL through training camp is that soreness after you, you, you bang with the pads on for the first couple of days. And so I think that's something that Tiger Woods has to be prepared for. But the fact that he got to Augusta last week and he had the chance to play the course a couple of times, he did the par three challenge, like all of those things – or him trying to prepare himself for how he feels today. But I think one of the things that's built in there, Carlin, that could potentially help him is the fact that he's teeing off at one, you know, one in the afternoon today as opposed to when he teed off at 11 o'clock yesterday morning. Having those extra couple of hours can make a huge difference in terms of his recovery, making sure that he gets his body worked on by his team so he can feel as good as he possibly can when he takes the course this afternoon. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. So, as a sports fan, we always want to think about ranking things, right? So, when I just allow myself to think about what could be this weekend, because he has given us so many great moments... I'm going to take anything that he's done aside. This would, to me, be by far his greatest achievement. Mm. Where does it rank in all-time great sports achievements? You can actually put this in a couple of different categories. All-time great sports achievements, period. And all-time great comeback achievements. I mean, it, for me, is an unreal comeback story. And for... Individual game sports achievement, this is up there with, you know, this this would be bigger than the Jordan flu game for me. This would be bigger than, um, you know, everything that Michael Phelps did. He was unbelievable. This would be bigger than, than that. Let me ask you this question. Does it matter how it ends in terms of yes, the I'm magnitude saying, of the comeback? I'm saying winning this tournament. 
Oh, if, if he, win, if if he, he wins, wins this, this tournament, tournament, it might be the greatest comeback in sports history. Not just a player coming back from injury, but a team coming back from adversity, a team yeah, coming can, back from a deficit. You can define comeback however, however, you, want. however you want to. Like this, yeah. this, this is this is bigger than twenty eight to three in Super Bowl fifty one. Like this is bigger than the ninety three playoffs with the Buffalo Bills being down to the Houston Oilers. What was it, thirty five to three? Yep. Like this is bigger than all of those things. This is bigger than the Red Sox coming back against the Yankees in the ALCS three zero. Like this is bigger than all of them. If Tiger Woods would be able to come back and win the Masters 14 months removed from a car accident that nearly claimed his life. And then, Carlin, to add the cherry on top with the storyline, you're talking about it being the 25th anniversary of him winning his first green jacket and tying Jack Nicholas for the number of times he's won the Masters and breaking the tie that he has with Sam Snead for PGA Tour wins in a career. And he would be doing all of those things while coming back 14 months removed from a car accident that nearly had to have his right leg amputated. Chris, is there anybody else in sports right now who evokes this reaction? Maybe Brady, maybe LeBron, but I I don't think there's been a sports figure since Jordan that evokes this reaction in people and this attention from people. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Because football is the most popular sport in this country. Basketball is not far behind in terms of its popularity. I don't know where you would rank golf when it comes to the most popular sports in this country, but it's not it's not up there in that territory with those two sports. And so when we start talking about Tiger Woods playing in the Masters, you got everybody tuning in to watch yeah. it. It's not just people that are golf fans. It's not just people that are sports fans. Like, there, there, there are people – that don't pay attention to sports that want to see what Tiger Woods is doing. Like when I was at when I when my fiance came home yesterday and I was on the couch watching the Masters, she said, "Oh, how's Tiger doing?" Yep. She doesn't watch golf. She doesn't really watch sports. But I mean, she wants to know how Tiger Woods is doing because everybody knows that Tiger Woods is playing in this event following the car accident that he had early last year. Everybody wants to see him complete the comeback in grand fashion. In in my mind, that means him being in contention on Sunday. So he's well on his way after the first day of the Masters. Now we have to root for him to see how his body feels and how he performs in day two. I think this will tell the story. This will set the tone for how the rest of the tournament is going to go for Tiger today. Here's June Wojciechowski last night on with Freddie and Fitzsimmons on that very topic, why today could be more difficult. Tomorrow is going to be windy. It's going to be cold. And... Um... Uh, he's going to have to deal with that. Cold is not his friend. It never has been. Um, you know, he's had uh, close to a dozen, probably far more than that, uh, surgeries, back, knees. Um, and so, you know, this is going to be a tough day for him tomorrow. It is going to be very difficult. And I'm curious as to how much more pronounced maybe the limp is today. Who knows? I am, however, going to stick with take integrity here. Come on, man. Let Again, it go. I know. I, Let it go. I think it shows a lot of honor on my part. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. You're you rooting stand against, by what you say. You're rooting against Tiger Woods. There's a nobody difference wants, in, Nobody wants you rooting against Tiger Woods. But I'm not rooting against him. You're, root, you're rooting to be right. You no, said I'm not. That, you said he wouldn't make the cut. I did say so he wouldn't So how make is the that cut. not rooting for Tiger Woods in, to have a disastrous second instance, day? There are instances in life where you can root for yourself to be wrong, and this is one of those instances. There aren't many. 
I'm not wrong all that often, or maybe I am, but it doesn't matter. I, today, I'm rooting against myself. So you're rooting against your own take integrity. That's, that's correct. All I'm saying is, I still don't believe he's going to make the cut. I think today could be a tough day, but I'm just... So you're just standing, I, you're just standing on it, even though, even though you don't have any evidence that he's not going to make the cut. Chris, I'm not even a big Masters guy. If he makes the cut, let's say at the end of today he's three under, mm-hmm. I'm not leaving my house this weekend. <laughs> I'm going to watch every single freaking moment. Chris Carlin, Chris Ganty, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Yesterday, a significant development in the Brian Flores lawsuit, by what, but why something that was said by a white NFL head coach a couple of years ago is the most damning evidence they may have to support this suit that is on the way greenie the podcast shopping for mother's day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute but macy's gift finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for mother's day whether you're shopping for your sister's first mother's day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Brian Flores had two more coaches join him yesterday in his lawsuit against the uh, NFL and the what he claims is racist nature in their hiring practice for, practices for head coaches. It's Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, and for Greeny on ESPN Radio, coming to you live from the Seaport District, Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. So Steve Wilkes, who was the head coach of the Cardinals for one year prior to Cliff Kingsbury coming on board, and now Ray Horton, who is a former defensive coordinator for the Titans, interviewed for their head coaching job and didn't get it, have both joined the lawsuit with Brian Flores against the league. Now, Wilkes, we saw a couple of years ago, had one year, went 3-13, and and they fired him to hire Cliff Kingsbury, who had literally just gotten fired by Texas Tech after having losing seasons, but because he was... And took an offensive coordinator job at University USC. of Southern Cal. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and was already settled there, but because he was a quarterback guru of sorts, they wanted to bring him in and then draft Kyler Murray after they had already picked Josh Rosen the year before. There's some pretty tough wording in the lawsuit, including they bring in a guy who just got fired, and the GM 
had picked a quarterback the year before in the first round and had gotten a DUI that offseason. And they were already cutting the quarterback loose. So there's some strong wording here. And then, just to set this up, Mike Malarkey, who got the job when uh, Ray Horton did not with the Titans, uh, back in 2020, after he had retired, went on a podcast called the Steeler Rain Podcast. He had been a longtime Steeler assistant. And Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sorry, say that again, Bubba? Steelers Realm podcast, excuse me. Um, At any rate, he said this uh, after he had become the interim coach and was interviewing to become the head coach of the Titans. The ownership there, uh, Amy Adams Trunk and her family came in and and told me I was going to be the head coach in 2016 uh, before they went through the, the Rooney rule. And so I sat there knowing I was the head coach in 16 as they went through this fake hiring process Knowing, I knowing a lot of the coaches that they were interviewing, knowing how much they prepared to go through those interviews, knowing that, that everything they could do and they had no chance of getting that job. Uh, it, it, it's just, it's disgraceful. It's getting worse. Yeah, but it's not like it's something that we didn't know is happening, no, yeah. Carling. This is not news for us. Now we just have evidence and we have people actually going on the record and giving accounts of what actually is happening. We all know that that was a sham interview that Ray Horton went on with the Tennessee Titans, but now you have the guy that got the job in Mike Malarkey actually pointing it out and saying he knew he had the job as the head coach before the hiring process has concluded, which is a big no-no as far as the NFL's protocols are concerned with the Rooney Rule and being uh, in compliance with it. Now, the other thing that I thought was an interesting development with the Brian Flores lawsuit was the fact that Flores had a memo that he sent out to the rest of the people within the organization that said that Steve um, uh, Ross Steve Ross actually incentivized them to lose games. And now the NFL has that memo mm-hmm. and is going through their investigative process with that as well. That, to me, is going to be a potential bombshell that the NFL is going to have to find a way to navigate around. And this comes out making Stephen Ross look even worse than he did when Brian Flores made the initial allegation and then ultimately gives more credibility, more legitimacy to the Brian Flores lawsuit in general. So I I think this is going to be a story that doesn't go away. This is going to be a story that hopefully can lead to the change that we all want to see because the reality is this, Carlin. Black coaches – have they don't have the runway that their white counterparts have when it comes to being able to get programs turned around. You're talking about black coaches being fired on average a year earlier than their white counterparts. Something about that has to change. It's not as if these black coaches are less qualified to do the job. It's just that they're not getting the opportunities. They're not getting the chances with the same caliber of teams um, same caliber of rosters as their white counterparts, and that has to change. I, if that becomes the case, and with, let's just say, uh, we see two owners potentially lose their franchises, Dan Snyder for other reasons, yep, and then Stephen Ross, it, Chris, is ultimately that going to be what it has to be uh, in order to get people's attention, in order for them to start taking it a lot more seriously as opposed to incentivizing all of uh, interviewing and hiring black coaches? 
Is it going to take something that dramatic for other owners to pay attention and say, I really need to understand, I really need to make sure I'm doing a better job of this, even if they think they are? Well, well, that's the thing, right? You don't know what you don't know. And a lot of these owners don't have that level of awareness in understanding, okay, there are potential biases, blind spots that I'm unaware of um, when it comes to the hiring practices. I'm just going with the person that I think is the most qualified, the person that I think is the best for my program. The, the phrase and, I hate uh, the phrase I hate is the person I'm most comfortable with. And that's the one, I right? That that's one. the one. This is the person that we had a certain comfort level with and that's who I'm going to turn over my franchise to. You know, sometimes you got to go outside of your comfort zone, and it's a lot to ask somebody to do that, especially when they've had the kind of success that these billionaires that own teams have had when it comes to their business ventures. So I do think this would be one of those things that would be an eye-opener if you're talking about an owner being removed because they ran afoul of the Rooney Rule process or because they – they didn't necessarily respect the integrity when it comes to competitive balance. But um, this is not something that's outside of the realm of possibility, given the allegations and the evidence that Brian Flores and the parties that are a part of his lawsuit are actually talking about. Chris Carlin, Chris Canty for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Baseball is back. Tune in tomorrow as the Yankees host the Red Sox. Coverage begins 3.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Up next... Tiger Woods trying to accomplish something that might be the greatest accomplishment in in sports history. That could happen this weekend. And more discussion about who the MVP is in an NBA. Last night, another player making his case in a massive fashion. And then there is the segment that America waits for every single week. It is Bubba of the Hashtag Crew with Who You Got. Greeny, the podcast. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. This just coming in, in the last few minutes, officially from Brian Cashman, the Yankees have not made a deal with Aaron Judge, and he's speaking to reporters uh, as we speak. And Chris, he has um, said the Yankees have offered him a seven-year extension worth $213.5 million on top of the $17 million that they offered of an arbitration for this year. So the totals of that deal, $230 million for eight years, and he's turned that down. And quite frankly, 
Of course he would. That's 28.75 a year, and fans might sit there and, and bellyache and moan about it, but when you look at some of the other players and what their average annual value is, th- there's no discussion to be had here. Yeah, he's going to get more on the free agent marketplace in a year than what the Yankees are offering right now. I mean, you look at Mike Trout, he's getting $35.5 million a year. Carlos Correa, 35.1. Anthony Rendon is getting $35 million a year. Francisco Lindor, 34.1. Corey Seager, $32.5 million. Nolan Arenado, 32.5. And he signed that deal years ago with the Colorado Rockies. So why would Aaron Judge settle for anything that's in the 20s? It just doesn't make sense. You're talking about one of the best outfielders in the game today. One of the most consistent power bats in the game today. Why would he settle for anything less than that? And this is his only, this is going to be his only payday, Carlin. This guy's going to be 30 years old. This is going to be his only bite at the apple. He absolutely has to maximize it. The deal that Cashman put on the table is not Aaron Judge capitalizing on his leverage. There are two problems here that I see pretty consistent with the Yankees over the years. One of which I thought had gone away, but it hasn't. Number one is... Chris, they never treat their own free agents as well as they treat other guys. Yeah. They never do. And that's, that's, that's problematic. And number two, the value which they see in being a Yankee, well, that should buy us some sort of a discount with you, Aaron Judge, in this case, because you, know, you can be a Yankee for your entire career. Here's what, here's what I don't understand. I never thought we'd be in a place when you're talking about the Mets outspending the Yankees in this market. You're in the largest market the sport has to offer. The Yankees in the past print money, especially when they win. Why would you want to nickel and dime a guy that has been as close to the captain as you've had since Derek Jeter? Why would you do that? You wouldn't. And the one thing that Aaron Judge has to do now, he's going to produce. He just has to stay on the field this year. Previously on Greeny. All I'm saying is root, love, Get after it. Watch every second of them. Soak it all in and appreciate it for what it is because beyond tomorrow, you're not going to see him. He's not going to make the cut. Tiger Watch. Tiger Watch. Here we go. Cantia Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Tiger 141 this afternoon teeing off in round two. He is one under at the Masters. And it is going to be a little bit trickier for him today. Windier, colder, getting out there later. Probably going to be a little bit harder on the course, so it's going to be faster. I am rooting very hard for Tiger, no matter what my take was. But as you will learn about me, I stand with take integrity. I stand (laughs) by what I said. And you stand on the wrong side. (laughs) That's the reality of it, because everybody and their mama wants Tiger Woods to make the cut as I and, do. and to be in the hunt when it comes to Sunday at Augusta. That's what everybody wants, and you seem to be the only guy that's not fully on board with that. I really don't appreciate you painting me in this way. because You I painted am, yourself in that way. I am rooting for a certain outcome that is what everybody is rooting for, and that is for Tiger to do something this weekend, the likes of which... We rarely see in professional sports. Yet you have no qualms reminding us of the uphill battle that it's going to be Tiger trying to recover from yesterday's round and play another 18 holes of golf. More importantly, walk another 18 holes of golf. It's because I'm keeping it real up in the field. That's what I do. I'm trying to make sure that 
Well, Carlin, if we I ke- stand by what I said and Carlin, what I believe, Carlin, if we're keeping it a buck, you didn't expect the Tiger would have the day that he did yesterday. No, no and you I was didn't. wrong. I was. I didn't think it would be an utter disaster. I was wrong, and it was great to see, and I enjoyed every minute of it. So you liked that your take was an actual yes. train wreck yesterday. I was rooting. This is how great the story is with Tiger. I root for Tiger over rooting for myself. To be right, absolutely. Okay. In this case. I absolutely do. But I don't think you can fully support Tiger knowing that you want to trust your take integrity and stand by the fact that you don't think he's going to make the here's cut. What we because will find that, that means out. he has to have a disastrous second day. Here, here's when we will find that, that out, Chris, today. And I will be honest with you about okay. it. Let's say we're getting to 17. Tiger's had a bit of a rough day. Let's put the cut at plus three. And Tiger's sitting at plus two. If I'm sitting there rooting for a bogey... <laughs> That's how we'll know? If I'm waiting for him to bogey out, that's how I'll know in my own mind, all right, I'm rooting for myself. Now, will you have the courage to come on air on Monday and actually admit that? No question. Okay. Actually, I don't even want to wait till Monday. I'm going to have to go on your Twitter account and see how how you're feeling when we get to that point. Absolutely. I will let you know how I'm feeling at that point. And I'm not going to lie. Could happen. Absolutely. You're a bad guy. You're just a bad guy. You're a good teammate, but you're a bad guy. Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. The other news coming in the last few minutes, Brian Cashman of the Yankees speaking to reporters saying there is no agreement on a contract extension with Aaron Judge. Judge had put the uh, opening day deadline on contract extension negotiations. He is a free agent after this year. Cashman says the Yankees offered a seven-year extension worth $213.5 million. That is to begin after this year in which they would uh, tack on the $17 million that they offered him in arbitration. So Judge not only wanted more in arbitration, he wanted $20 million, and they still have to go through that, which could make this a little bit more of an acrimonious process, especially when it's going to happen during the year, Chris. But the Yankees want Aaron Judge, in essence, to take a hometown discount on an eight-year contract. And when you have people like Anthony Rendon making more in an average annual value, that's a tough pill to swallow. And I know it's absurd to say all that. We, we know that. But it is a tough pill to swallow if you're Aaron Judge. Yeah, I don't know that Aaron Judge can get on board with doing something like that. It just doesn't make sense from his perspective, Carlin, because he's going to get so much more on the open market. There's going to be a team that's willing to give him the extra year. There's going to be a team that's willing to give him a higher average annual value. So if you're Judge, why would you settle for what Brian Cashman is offering at $28.75 million on average annual value over the next eight years as opposed to taking a deal which has that same term that's going to pay you, what, $32, $33 million a year? You wouldn't. You wouldn't. When you look nope. at the kind of money that you're talking about over the life of the deal, nobody would turn that down. And for all the Yankees fans out there that think Aaron Judge is being greedy, stop yourself because you wouldn't leave that much money on the table either, knowing that this is going to be your last big payday in the sport. So with that in mind, with the breaking news, we hear now from Brian Cashman, who spoke to reporters just a few moments ago at Yankee Stadium. Just for transparency purposes, uh, our final effort was – uh, trying to buy out seven years of free agency at thirty point five million a year, on top of you know the the final season, which is this year, which is the arbitration setting. It would turn out to be either seventeen or twenty one, which is his number. So total total would be eight year deal. You know, seven free agent years at thirty point five, uh, plus the seventeen or twenty one. You know, uh, in this final season, 
which now will just conclude you know, um, one way or the other here in the time frame um, between now and, and the hearing date. Cashman, this is going to backfire on the Yankees, making all of the numbers public because they somehow think, and, and understandably so, that the public is going to side with them over Aaron Judge. And when I say understandably so, it is rare that the player gets the benefit of the doubt whenever it comes to contract negotiations. And that reason is simple. People think, A, they would play the game for free, which, as you have pointed out, they never would. No. And B, they also know what the players make. They don't know. They never get numbers on how much the owners pull in, which is a lot more than the players do. And so... If they're expecting the Yankee fan to side with the organization over Aaron Judge after making all of this public, I think that's a huge mistake. I think that I think the fans will side with Judge when they really look at what those other people are making. Yeah, and then on top of that, Yankees fans just went a decade without seeing their team go to the World Series, me included. So I'm sick of it. I don't understand what the excuse is for Brian Cashman as to why this team can't get over the hump. And then beyond that, Carlin, we know that the one big advantage that the Yankees have over some of the other teams that they're competing against in their division is the marketplace that they're in and the amount of revenue that this team generates. Go out there and spend the money that it takes in order to compete for a championship. Stop using the luxury tax threshold as a hard salary cap because guess what? It ain't. The Dodgers quit doing that, and look what happened to them a couple of years ago. They won a championship. Look at what the Crosstown Mets are doing. Steve Cohen is blowing through the salary, the tax threshold like it's nobody's business. And people are speculating that they might add a piece at the trade deadline because they have the money to be able to do it. If They're it, willing to go to whatever lengths that it takes in order to win a championship. And that's all Yankees fans want to hear. We don't want to hear about the losses that you had throughout the pandemic, how you lost more money than any other cares. major league club. Nobody cares about that stuff. No. And nobody wants to see you nickel and dime a guy like Aaron Judge, who has been the closest thing that you've had in a captain since Derek Jeter. He's been the closest that you have. You got the judge's chamber out in right field for a reason. You haven't marketed an individual player like that in your franchise's history. That speaks to the character that this guy has, not to mention the way that this guy plays. He batted 287 last year, hit 39 dingers, and had 98 RBIs. What am I missing? You're not. And if, they're, if he plays 140 games this year – those numbers, I think, will be a little bit better. I, I expect Judge to deliver, and if he stays, and that's the only if for me, if he stays healthy, and if he does, God help the Yankees. If God help Cashman, God help, help Hal Steinbrenner, if next year Aaron Judge on opening day is in Boston or across town in Queens. That's going to be an absolute nightmare for them. Now, it is time for the segment that everybody waits for. You're going to wait another 15 seconds. Tune in for baseball's opening weekend. Yankees-Red Sox, that is Sunday night baseball, beginning 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, and 7 p.m. on ESPN. It is Bubba. It is who you got. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Who you got? He may feel short-changed today. Bubba, this may be a bit of an abbreviated version, but go. Yeah, classic Yankees, just ruining everything, <laughs> as always. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Cashman. Well, who you got brought to you by Granger. And speaking of, yeah, let's start with some baseball. And who's going to win more games, Mets or the Yankees? Mets on pace 
for an undefeated 162 and 0. <laughs> Yankees on pace for a winless season. So who you got there? Who's going to win more, Mets or Yankees? Let's start with that one. I'm going to go Yankees. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I'm a Yankees fan, so how can I say Mets? There's no way on God's green earth I'm ever going to do that. The only way I would have done it is if you could tell me definitively when DeGrom's going to be back or if he wasn't going to miss time. Then I would probably pick the Mets, yeah. to be honest, just because I don't trust the Yankees' rotation beyond Garrett Cole. See, here's the thing. I think the Yankees' rotation has a chance to be sneaky good, barring health. I know that's a big if, but you're talking about Luis Severino being back, Jordan Montgomery, and then if Jamison Tyon can give you what you saw from him last year, you'd have to feel good about that. Next. Let's do some NBA. Who you got for the NBA MVP? What do you got on this one? I'm still going Embiid, who had 30 last night, but how about Jokic? And I'm going to make the case a little bit more for Jokic just at the moment. Embiid is the reason the Sixers are where they are. Yes. And James Harden aside, okay? And that's why he's the MVP this year. Jokic, the first to have 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, 500 assists in a season. Hit that last night. And a bloody headband to oh go along goodness. with it. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, Jokic is a beast. And all of the player efficiency ratings, those numbers are going to always skew in his favor. But when you're talking about a big man like Embiid leading the league in scoring – it's hard not to give him the nod for MVP. So I'm still riding with Embiid, even though it seems like this is going to be a fait complete that Jokic wins MVP. Greeny, coming to you live from the Seaport District, Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Next. All right, let's go back to golf. We've been talking about a lot all day. Carlin, just a brutal take yesterday. So we got to get an update. What is your updated Tiger prediction for the weekend? What's he going to finish? Is he making the cut? What's he doing? Is he winning? Who you got? Tiger goes out today, tougher conditions. I'm going to say Tiger shoots 77. It'll be four you're a bad over. Guy. You're bad guy. You're rooting against Tiger Woods. No, it's, you're it's rooting against keeping him. it real. No, it's you're what not I do. keeping it real. You're I, keeping as it if wrong. It was, as if it you're, was you're 1997, I am keeping it real. No, you're, you're, you're keeping it all the way wrong. I'm going to predict that he's going to finish in the top 10, Bubba. Right now he's tied for 10th. I think he stays there throughout the course of the weekend and has a shot on Sunday to compete for another green jacket. Mm, and growing companies, there are two kinds That's of CFOs. That's a heart, not my head pick. <laughs> and growing companies, there are two kinds of CFOs. The one overwhelmed with manual processes, errors, and lack of control of the numbers, and one who uses NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system with visibility and control of financials, inventory, HR, planning, and budgeting. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. The CFOs to get it, get it. The ones that don't, don't. Head to netsuite.com slash greeny for a special one-of-a-kind financing offer. netsuite.com slash greeny. Who you got continues with Bubba. All right, let's see. We didn't get to do this one earlier, so let me get this one in here. Because you see what the Braves are doing? Um, well, first, let me get this in here. Who you got brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is always there to help. Call clickranger.com or just stop by. Excellent. And the, and the Braves are about to sell a burger for $151. And this is what it includes. Half pound Wagyu beef called the World Champions Burger. Wagyu. All right. Wagyu. Wagyu. Wagyu, whatever. Yeah. Settle down. You won, <laughs> you won one World Series. Think they're cool with the World Champions Burger. <laughs> Served on a toasted Irish buttered brioche bun. Mm. The other toppings are pan fried eggs, gold leaf wrapped Hudson Valley foie gras, 
which I, I just had to look up what that was. I still don't know what it is. Apparently, oh, it is. That's what it is. Okay. It's outstanding. What is it? It's liver of a duck or goose. It's outstanding. Hard pass. So that's grilled no, cold water lobster tail, heirloom tomato, garden fresh bib lettuce, Tillamook cheddar cheese, and truffle aioli. Plus, Parmesan waffle fries are served on the side. Oh, they're not a la carte? All that for 151 <laughs> So you guys in? Who you got? And, no. and they get a replica World Series ring, by Yeah, the way. see, here's the part replica. they miss me. It needs to be bottomless beers to go along with that, too. Yeah. If we're talking about bottomless beers, then maybe I would Yeah, it seems it. like no drink is included whatsoever. Here, that's you're on your own that, for that's, all the That's drinks. ridiculous. I can't get on board with that, Bubble. At least give me a six-pack of Schlitz. Yeah, you got all <laughs> drinks are on your own. <laughs> the beast. Here's the exactly. <laughs> the beast here's my nightmare with this stuff okay? okay i hate it when people try to take two and three awesome food things and put them all together and assume it's going to make it triply awesome like i don't need all that on a burger at a baseball game yeah and the thing that i'm surprised by Gold you're talking leaf? about 150 dollars for a burger we don't have bacon on the burger oh come on that, that's absolutely that's ridiculous point. that's an ex- you know what that is a brilliant, brilliant. It's the best. Oh, I just listed like today. fourteen things. I'm there's out. there's no done. bacon. <laughs> what are we doing? How is that possible, Bubba? That's brutal. Yeah. Oh, that is a world damn. champions burger. Good you know one. what you just did? Just take the rest of the day off. Yeah, that, that was that, that was genius. Was, I that was absolutely brilliant. We, we can the help the Braves the with their menu for the season. If you heard go. no other take today, that was the one that mattered from Chris Cannon. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.